Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we get a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. That movie could be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arietta. I'm Louis Gollop. And I'm Sierra Stella. The original trio is back in action, (laughs) yet again, since the first time of the first three episodes. Well, no, we had Pulp Fiction as well. Yeah, but there's someone on but that, yeah, wasn't there? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was yeah. on. So the only, yeah, only three. Yeah, we're there. back because uh, no one wanted to do holiday episodes with us. We. Because no one has the Christmas spirit. We are all on break, and by the time you are hearing this episode, it will be December 24th, and you know what that means. No, no. Yeah. yeah. While you're sleeping is. Oh, 31st. I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. Take it again. Ladies and gentlemen, we're recording two podcasts today, so I'm sorry for that error. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be December seventeenth. Uh, it'll be cr- New no. Year's Eve, December thirty first. Oh, we're airing this after. Yeah, because yeah. because Batman Returns is is before next week. All right. Well, well. um, I think that's fair because this movie takes place uh, mostly after Christmas. Actually. Yeah, there is yeah. a New Year's scene in this movie. Exactly. Yeah, there is. So we're so I'm gonna consider it a topical film. Yeah, it, yeah, this was perfectly. This was planned perfectly. This this didn't what, happen by yeah, coincidence. Not not at all. <laughs> we are. Sh- uh, talking about while you were sleeping. Yes. Uh, this is a film, a romantic comedy from 1995, starring uh, Bill Pullman, Sandra Bullock. Uh, the dad from the OC. Sure. <laughs> Whatever the hell his uh, name and is. Directed by Joe Turtletob, who I don't know, but that's what Wikipedia says. Yeah, I know nothing about Joe Turtletob, but um, I picked this movie uh, because it's one of my personal holiday movies. Um, every year I. Well, my mom and I um, watch pretty much the same three movies that aren't really holiday movies, but they're like close enough. Yeah. Um, And it's When Harry Met Sally, which to be fair, we watch all other times of the year anyway. Um, Serendipity, um, which is a very cheesy, uh, or very, very early 2000s, um, Kate Beckinsdale and... uh, Oh, who's the guy? Who's the guy who was in all know. the '80s movies? Oh, John Cusack, uh, a John oh, Cusack movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. that's it's, interesting. Um, actually. the plot itself is like super cheesy, but the dialogue is actually really good, um, especially between uh, John Cusack and his best friend. Um, and I would highly recommend it. Anyway, the third movie that we watch is While You're Sleeping. Yes. Um, which takes place actually almost entirely after Christmas, but I would say of the three is very much the most Christmassy of all because oh. it's it's all about these like themes of like family and belonging and all of that but we're on a we're on new year's now though we are on new year's and the new year's is in this film yes new year's is in this film um so it's topically relevant it is is topically relevant in that way um i think that sort of the whole holiday season extends i would say past christmas itself yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. at least for me honestly my family almost every other year doesn't celebrate Christmas on Christmas. Um, and we don't celebrate Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. We sort of move it around to the date that's most convenient for the family and like that'll be our Christmas. Um, so I, like, I've had like three Christmases in one year because of sort of the way my family works. Wow, um, sounds fun. Yeah, I come from a divorced uh, family, it's cool. Um, but no, I, I really, I really love the idea of these people who this crazy thing happens to them uh, and their family on Christmas, and they just move it, and they invite like a total stranger yeah. um, to come to Christmas with them on the twenty sixth or whatever the hell. These people are way too nice. They're they so nice, and they're so like involved in their uh, offspring's lives. 
Um, not to wait, no, 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 they're not. They don't even know. Well, no, not, not, um, Jack, was it? Jack? No, Jack is Bill Pullman. Okay, so Peter. Peter, yeah. No, they're not involved in Peter's life, but that's because Peter uh, is a putz and he's terrible. Putz. Um, and he has like eschewed his family. But they're like very involved in Jack's life. They're very involved in their daughter's life. Like to skip to the end, the scene where he proposes at the very end, they're just like all pressed up against the window as he's proposing, as they're like hardcore making out in the yeah. booth. Um, they're very into it. Yeah, no, it is it is a very fun movie. Uh, for me personally, it's it's one of uh, the first movies that I remember watching. Actually, really? I was playing on TV back in the day when I was a wee little young person. Uh, wasn't even in the fourth grade. I don't think. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, and I loved it then. Yeah. But I I misremember. I I actually thought that before I watched this again, because mm. this is the first time I've seen it since that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's been so long. But I still remembered most of it, except for the fact that she got herself into that by accident. Yeah. Not intentionally. Which I think makes it a less uh, creepy exactly. situation, exactly. which is good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love this film, though. It's, it's very nice. And I, I'm glad I saw it again. I'm glad you brought it so I can see it again. Because yeah. if it wasn't for this, I, it would probably be just on the list yeah. for later. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got to watch it again. What do you think, Greg? Uh, homework movie, I guess. I, it, it was fine. I mean, I didn't see anything. I wasn't like charmed like when I was with Harry. When I wasn't as charmed with when Harry met Sally. This film, I mean, it Wait, exists. Hold on. You were charmed by when Harry yeah. met Sally, but yeah. you weren't as charmed with this one. Yeah. yeah gotcha. No, no, nothing happened. My cold heart stayed cold. So. That's so sad. That is. That's it's kind such of sad. a lovely film. I I. Okay, so I didn't take notes like I normally do while I was watching this film, and also I was watching it with a group of um, young men who were being very um, critical of it vocally. Sad. It's fine. That's just the way they watch movies. Um, but it's okay because I know I know it's good. Yeah, you can't have that. Um, I showed them Serendipity the other day, and uh, they absolutely tore in a new one, um, which is fair. Serendipity <laughs> is a wild movie. Anyway, um, but like as I was watching it, I was watching it for um, things that stuck out to me as like themes. And I think above all, like family is the theme of this movie. And not just literally with um, Sandra Bullock's character finding this new family as a result of this misunderstanding. Yeah. And they just like, she's completely alone and they just absolutely like take her into their arms and, and adopt her. Um, but I also think that there are other elements of like found family in this film, um, particularly with Sandra Bullock's relationships outside of this family, uh, with her boss, yeah. with her coworker, and then especially with Joe Jr. I love the arc with Joe Jr. Joe Jr. is actually yeah, it's, it like, starts off pretty yeah, he's off, but then it gets so, so rough as a person. Yeah, but like you find out that he just cares about her and kind of has trouble communicating. Yeah, and you know it's just like a big softy in the end, and that she ends up becoming sort of friends with them and they she like comforts him when uh miss third floor like dumps him um it's it's so lovely yeah. the idea that you know no matter how alone you think you are there are people out there who love you and yeah. it's such a it's such a like holiday sentiment for me i just want to talk about joe jr for a little bit <laughs> we can talk about joe jr because i love that character like he has <laughs> the best lines he's so good hey lucy it's either him or me him him you don't have to answer right away. It's great. I love that. He's so good. I love um, the scene where Jack 
yeah. uh, comes to the apartment and he's like working on the car. First of all, with a hammer. So I don't know like what Mal <laughs> thinks he's doing. Um, and he's like, do you know the, the girl in this apartment? And he like pulls up his pants and he's like, I own this place. <laughs> no, I'm dating her. Like just flat out lying yeah. to impress this absolute stranger. Um, I love Jack Jr. And then uh, another sort of favorite like character in this movie, aside from like the main characters, um, is the grandma who's so excellent. She's the same actress who played the mom in Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. Um, and she's just like such a character in this movie. She's got excellent lines. They're always like so worried about her heart problems and she's just like rolling with it. I love the scene in um, the church at like the wedding at the end, or sorry, the hospital chapel. Um, where there, she's like checking in on her. She's like, you doing okay, Elsie? And she just like <laughs> takes a photo. It's so funny. She's so good. Yeah. Uh, I know that I mentioned earlier that we don't know who Joe or John Turtletop is, but he directed uh, National Treasure. Wow. National Ooh, Treasure. A hit. Uh, one and two. One of the best cool running. Cool running Francis. is amazing. He, so he just directed a bunch of Nick Cage movies, is what you're telling me. Well, well a lot of movies, movies, movies like a lot of smaller movies that you don't really care about the director of, but you care about the content. The content. Of, he like the directed a of. lot of sort of good bad movies. Uh, he did the Meg earlier this year. Another good bad movie, from what I've heard. So, take that for what it is. Uh, what else? Uh, this movie is just like a. Uh, is it like a, which one came? From? It's like a remake of Overboard. I don't know what Overboard is. Overboard is a movie. It was remade coincidentally this year or last year mm -hmm. with Anna Ferris, but the original was uh, oh, Kurt oh, Russell yes. and Goldie uh, Hawn. Okay, I, I did watch, unfortunately, I watched the remake, not, not the original. Which What's it was about? fine, it was fine, the remake. Uh, Goldie Hawn is like, well, my plot, I only know the plot synopsis of the remake. I mm -hmm. can't tell if it's uh, the same as yeah. the original, but the remake was. Uh, Anna Ferris is like this cleaning lady on this yacht for this rich dude, and the rich dude falls off the boat and mm -hmm. like hits his head or something. Can't remember anything, and then Anna Ferris is convinces him that they're married. Yeah. I would. I want to push back against that comparison yes. because I think the key there is Anna Ferris is like knowingly and maliciously deceiving this man, um, whereas this all starts sort of as an accident that Sandra Bullock gets. That she plays she into. She just gets thrown into it. Well, and she plays into because she doesn't want the like the grandma to die. Yeah, and I, but I, you know? I do then why doesn't she just like tell the other people and say, yeah. Don't tell the grandma. Don't tell the grandma. I think she that to a certain extent, the grandma's heart problems is an excuse for her to have this family. Yeah. And I, it's like, it very much to me, I like I don't know that the movie itself is a masterpiece, but I think that the, the themes that it speaks to are really quite lovely. Um, and it, it, it really captures, I think, that feeling of like, you're so alone that you would do like really whack stuff to have someone who cares about you. Um, and you know, you're so alone that you would like fall in love with a man that you've never spoken to really yeah. and never interacted with. Um, and I think that's captured really well. I think Sandra Bullock is really excellent in this movie. She is. She's so young. She's got this little yeah. baby face. Um, but this she- This is after speed, isn't it? It is after speed. She really, um, she really plays into that character a lot. And it's a character that I don't think I've seen from her uh, very often. It's this very sort of like mousy, um, like quiet, unsure yeah. character that I, I, I haven't seen in any of her bigger roles. No, it's true. She's more, she, like, uh, more out there in, in her other roles. Like the blind side. Uh, yeah. Miss For some reason, the blind side is like the only thing that I think of when I think of Sandra Well, Bullock. there's Miss... Con I, I can't remember the fucking word, but... 
Miss C something. I don't know. C O N G something. I really do not remember. Cons- misconstrued? No, no. Miss as in like Miss Congeniality. Oh, Miss Congeniality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't well, seen it. Number two was fun though. Like, I really like number two actually. I've never seen the second one. I like the first one is not necessarily what you would expect. Like, it's. Um, it's the story of not to talk about miscongeniality on our while you were sleeping podcast. Oh, do it. We talked about it too. We, we, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> you, you, the podcast listeners won't know this by yet, but we talked yesterday for uh, two hours and like twenty minutes on Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was great though. Like fantastic episode. Anyway, um, so miscongeniality it does have the sort of like classic rom com plot of like she falls in love with her partner by the end, her partner who like they kind of butt heads at the beginning, um, but it, it's also a really kind of nice story about her bonding with all of these pageant girls and like seeing them not just as like pretty bimbos and like as human beings yeah which is like not necessarily what you would expect <laughs> from like just a rom-com yeah. Um, yeah and i really i do really like it when rom-coms have deeper messages than just like you know the guy and the girl end up together in the end yeah i do want to talk about uh, well for this film uh some of the cinematography was actually pretty yeah. impressive and like some of the shots were very very striking uh, some of the color choices for the rooms especially like her like when she's her the background's just yellow and she's like kind of sad it's, yeah no I, uh, I was surprised when i was seeing it again to see that it was actually not just shot like quick you know cuts all the time yeah they were, they were actually staying on some shots for a little bit yeah some of the speaking of cinematography um <laughs> the less great aspects of it. Some of the reaction shots are so wild in this movie. Like, um, there's a scene in the hospital room where I think Ox, the dad, is saying something to Sandra Bullock and they cut to like a two second clip of the mom just nodding before they move on with the dialogue. Yeah. Or um, basically any shot of the hot dog vendor is like too egregious. Like I don't need that. I don't need his sass in the movie. The, The one thing I really liked there's one thing that I really hope they executed on, but they didn't, which was they were having multiple people know different things at different times. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, uh, um, at one point, uh, they, get to, she think, they think she's pregnant, right? Yeah. yeah. But then it gets swelled right there. But then at different points in different times in the movie, certain characters know more about this false relationship or the, I guess, they believe more things about it. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, okay, at the, at the end here, we're going to have this great little comedic bit where everyone's saying, wait, no, this is what happened. This is mm-hmm. what happened. And then it just ends up being this one shot of an, everyone arguing at the end of the altar. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this could have been a great, like, who's on first bit where they're like, wait, no, oh. she's actually uh, not married to this person. She's dating this person. And I thought they were going to really, like, Throw overboard with the, that lady who they keep alluding to on the message machine. Oh, message, uh, message ba- Bacon is her middle name. I don't remember what Whatever. the rest of her yeah. name is, the, the, but her middle name is Bacon. The fiance <laughs> who's married, uh, yeah. who gets married to Peter, or supposed to be the fiance of Peter, but she's actually having an affair with Peter. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we, I was like, oh, I wanted them to like, you know, really just send this into like circus chaos. Yeah. What? Nope. I do think that the. My least favorite part of the movie is the fiance plotline, um, because I really don't think it was necessary. Like I think that we know that Peter sucks based on sort of his whole thing, and she's just there to sort of underscore that and also provide like another source of conflict. And I think that 
conflict outside of the whole family dynamic and the like deception dynamic is like it doesn't need to be there i think it makes it a slightly it doesn't make it a strong movie in my personal opinion it, it's and especially mean, sorry I'll, I'll let you talk in one quick sec especially at the very end where like you find out she's married in like one line that was, a, that was like whack yeah. yeah i object was, and i i object I'm to your to objection <laughs> yeah Man. So, uh, Bill Pullman, Independence Day. I've never He's seen Independence Day. He's been in that Day. movie. And I think that's really it. Other than. I mean, this I, is the, I think he did. He did a lot of work. Like, I. For some reason, and for like reasons beyond my knowledge, he's like famous. Um, not yeah. that he's a bad actor, but he's like. People of like my mom's generation like know who Bill Pullman is for sure. Um, and. I have no clue why this is the only movie I've ever seen him in. <laughs> he's in a lot of, uh, he's in Battle of the Sex. He, see, for me, uh, I'm kind of in Sierra's boat. He looks like generic dad to me. Yeah. Like, if you show, you show me anything, I'm like, oh, I've seen him in, like, I don't know, a baseball movie sometime, which he <laughs> is. He's in A League of Your Own. Wow. Uh, that makes he's sense. He's in Battle of the Sexes, Independence Day, uh, Lost Highway. There we go. Uh, Spaceball. Oh. Spaceballs, plural. Uh, equalizer. Actually, Spaceball, the prequel to Spaceballs. Is that a thing? No, I messed up. Uh, <laughs> that that could definitely be a thing for that movie. Uh, he's in Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Casper. Yeah, he's, he's in Sleepless in Seattle. Seattle. I think and he's, like he's going to be friends, in. Uh, or, or it's been so long since I've seen that. Yeah, movie. I need to watch that again. And he's going to be in Vice, which. Dang. By the time this podcast is released, it's already out. So we'll have yeah. to that. Yeah, soon. let us know how it is. I guess <laughs> people from the future. Um, yeah, Bill Pullman is one of those actors who, if you showed me a picture from, like, the early 2000s, I could absolutely name who he is, but if you showed me a picture now, I would have no fucking clue who that person is. He, he's just one of those actors who, like, didn't age forever and then aged all at once, um, and he looks completely different now. Yeah. Uh, just, I have no taste on him, he just kind of... He exists yeah. to me. I, I, I think he's really... I like him in this movie. He's got a great charisma um, yeah. to him. At first, I was mistaking him for Bill Paxton, <laughs> just because of the name similarities. R.I.P. Bill P's. Just, you know, they're so common. Bill P. This movie's kind of almost high concept, not quite there. Yeah. Where it just says, what if, what if some dude has is in a coma, and the lady convinces the parent and the family that she's married to him, and then that's just the concept. Yeah, this movie could easily be like a high concept drama, um, I think, but I like it better this way. It's nicer, it makes me happy. No, it's the happy ending for this is yeah. one the, of the best endings, to be honest. I really do like this I ending. actually don't like the ending. Really? The one uh, thing that's always bugged me about this movie, um, ever since I was younger, is the very, very end, where they get engaged after knowing each other, like for so little time and like that's totally fine and I always thought like if they had like a long engagement and they like got to know each other before they get married like that totally makes sense but they definitely got married like right after they got engaged because um, yeah. like they're still young they're on the back of the CTA train like there's still that whole no yeah realistically it, yeah. it's not that great yeah. but I mean, like, given the fact that this movie is about love at first sight. Yeah. I mean, would you be welcoming someone with open arms who you just convinced no, you? No, me, I won't. But this is not me. This is yeah. just, it's just a fantasy. A 
Yeah, this, this is why I watch these things. It's because they're fun. Yeah. Someone with nerdy glasses goes, um, actually, uh, this is not very realistic. <laughs> That's me. It's me. It's me with the nerd glasses. Wow. Um, I really like that everyone is so charmed by Sandra Bullock in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I probably charming. should know the character's name. I don't. Because it's, it's just, Lucy. it's Lucy, right? Yeah. Lucy is so, like, you she's so have, unassuming. You only access 10% of your brain at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Banned. We're not talking about that, Lucy. Unless someone wants to bring in the podcast, I guess. Please Luke don't. Bassan. Don't, Luke don't. Bassan. It's not good. Um, <laughs> she's so, like, unassuming, and she, like, doesn't think very much of herself. Um, and everyone in her life, like, loves her so much, and she just doesn't know. Like, her, her landlord is, like, so nice to her. She breaks yeah. his window with a Christmas tree, and he's just like, don't worry about it. It's the Insurance holidays. Will cover it. Joe Jr. is still single. Um, <laughs> he's like, insurance will cover it. I don't know. I'm not sure that's how insurance works. <laughs> like, I think she, like, her insurance has got to pay for it. Yeah. Like, like, your insurance company's not going to pay for it. <laughs> um, Unless you lie, which is... Also not good. And then, like, insurance even when she gets accepted into the family, no, like, but it wasn't. It wasn't the insurance that was fixing. It was like his, he has his. He has brother, a relative, yeah, and the, or no, the friend glass or whatever. business yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's got a friend in the glass business. But like, once she gets accepted into the family, it's not just like any old person that they would like accept and love very much. I think they they would try, but each individual person in the family comes to love her very much. Like the little sister adores her. Yeah. And Jack like can't help falling in love with her. And Saul is like so in her corner no matter what and he has that one sort of creepy line where he's like if i was 40 years younger but aside from that it's great uh, yeah i thought i was confused about saul for a moment because when you uh, there's a moment in the film where saul uh is looking at lucy and he's yeah, and like i thought he was convinced that they were uh like actually married like mm -hmm. he's like oh he she's staying the night with with him she really cares yeah because uh, like i don't they don't make it super clear yeah, whether the they people, really hear the audio. The people I was watching with didn't know that he found out in that moment. Yeah, because yeah. then later he just shows up at her apartment. Also in this movie, everyone's at, Everyone's like, just at other her apartment. apartment. <laughs> like, leave Lucy the fuck alone, okay? She doesn't want all these people at her apartment. There's that scene where, like, three people come one after the other. It's yeah. like, are they lining up down the hall? Like, like, what's going on? What's the, yeah, what's the, soul, the sun? What's Joe Jr. Yeah. and yeah. Jack. And Jack. And then Jack is just waiting out there with his moving van after when she's trying to go to like uh, the New Year's Eve party or yeah. the Christmas party. Oh, he's yeah. so whack in that scene. He's because so weird about it. He thinks yeah, she's pregnant. She thinks she's pregnant and she's going to a party, so like that's yeah. why he's he's there. And he's he like cares, mad at her that she, he, that she didn't tell him, which is information she doesn't know him. Jack is um, very much like a 90s male protagonist in this film, which is yeah. not great by today's standards. Like, he's very like territorial mm -hmm. um which i don't love I, the scene where he's playing playing cards yeah in, yeah. in quotes with um, lucy, yeah. jack and he's like yeah winning lucy i don't like it's although a, it's it a good line end, though yeah it does end it's with really like okay line. we'll go two out of three yeah. that's to, very funny throw back to the the favorite <laughs> and there's a scene in the fa so uh in the favorite um emma stone's character is thrown out of she's basically lost by her dad and game of cards Wow. So uh, that's just what I know. You said territory with Bill Pullman winning, <laughs> trying to win over uh, Lucy with cars. Uh, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. It was I, so frequent. I like the line, like, right before he says, the, like, let's play for Lucy. He's like, I've never been, I've never been envious of anything you've had. Yeah. Until, until now. now. That yeah. makes my heart. 
just does. I don't know why. It's, I it's pretty, it's pretty cool. love how much of a schmuck Peter is. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> very funny. I love the scene where he's just sitting in his wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. listing like the things that he's done wrong. And at some point in the conversation, Bill Pullman just fucking leaves. And, and he's like still talking in. to himself. And the guy comes in and he's like, it doesn't make any sense, but here's your stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love the story about the squirrels. I think it's set up so well. Because oh. you hear about it when they're looking through the scrapbook. Yeah. It's like this, this great one, two, three. You hear about it when they're looking through the scrapbook. He, uh, talks about it with Lucy, yeah. and then you find out that he knocked them out of the nest. Yeah. It's uh, such a good way of establishing character. I really, it really is. liked it. It, it is. was very deft. I think that one of the things that I really love about rom-coms is they're this genre that's so looked down upon, and like, honestly, a lot of them do follow these kind of cheesy tropes, because yeah. that's how you make that kind of movie. Um, and that's not, like how you make it successful and how you satisfy the viewers. But I think that there's so much merit in the details of romantic comedies. Like, mm -hmm. I think often the dialogue is really quite good. Yeah. Or there will be, like, these really clever bits of writing. Or um, beautiful or characters shots Or beautiful well. shots. There's, like, such interesting cinematography. In yeah. Serendipity in particular. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I want to, though. No, um, now that I've heard yeah, it. Yeah, I recommend it. It's... Back and sell. You know, I, I love rom-coms yeah, as well. I know so. you do. I'm glad you do. <laughs> rom-coms are good. They it's are. such weird cinematography. Like, it's it's very, like, early 2000s in that they were just like... That's... No, that's... They were, like, getting down. They were experimenting. I love that. They were doing 2000s, shaky 2000s cam. movies. They're coming back. They're going to um, come back they, they did that shot, you know, that it's in a bunch of movies where... It's a still shot, and the train comes into frame, and you see through the window, and it's John Cusack, like, sadly looking at the ground. Um, anyway, my point cool. is, rom-coms are not necessarily, overall, the greatest crafted movies of all time, but I think that there are a lot that's not the point. of really, really redeeming elements in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. feel like that's the point. I feel like it's just... And they also uh, make you feel good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah. what I was going <laughs> yeah, to say. It was trying, it's just trying to make you feel good. Like, it's a feel-good film. It's like a genre thing. It's like... Yeah. You can't... Yeah. Uh, you can get a huge debate by this, like, a movie's a movie or whatever, but, like, I feel like you have to judge a movie... Based on its intention. Yeah. Yeah. And based on its history. Because I'm not going to compare, like, Roma to While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. Because no, I mean, one's, you, like... And you shouldn't. One's, like, a super serious awards contender, and the other yeah. one's just kind of a romantic comedy. Yeah. I also so. do think that that's where, like, these awards shows sort of fall short. That might, like... The Oscars, best rom-com category yeah. instead of... Yeah, best rom-com category. <laughs> the Oscars did like a totally weird thing this uh, year where they were like, we're going to have like a popular movie category. And then they were like, kidding, everyone hated it. Um, <laughs> Hear more about it next week on our Black Panther podcast. <laughs> um, is that next week? Mm, oh, I guess it would be next week. Yeah, when you're listening to it. week after this. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they do really only reward sort of artsy dramas or artsy comedies occasionally or like sometimes like really well-made genre films like lord of the rings yeah um, but there was there was well, like like rom-coms that did get yeah, some like um the big six was nominated for screenwriting devil wears prada devil wears, Pro devil wears prada was nominated for like acting awards many oh meryl streep <laughs> i feel like genre, well, genre awards are more narrow in scope so they yeah. inherently yeah. don't appeal to people like stanley kubrick when he was i keep mentioning stanley kubrick Every time, because he's just the greatest. Uh, you he can't have a Greg, you're a film student. He would, <laughs> it is like the example we always bring up in any of my classes. But he would do like specifically genre pieces, and like he wouldn't get recognized because they're... What the hell? There's just someone sliding the door. I don't know if you guys could hear that uh, loud bassy sound. Yeah, um, I think it might be in it, but... Who cares? 
but he would tackle like these very specific genres. So like for 2001 science fiction, yeah. uh, Spartacus would be this grand historical uh, epic piece. Shining horror. Uh, and horror and sci-fi were considered like specifically like genre pieces like yeah. at the time through the science fiction it's all hokey and kind of like cheesy effects uh and he would tackle these genre things and no one would they would just discredit the genre thing because mm -hmm. like oh well it's it's a science fiction film so clearly it's not that great or whatever this is a shame because like when he does those genre films he doesn't adhere to the genre necessarily oh no like he like kubrick would just he the just, best thing about, that I like like about Kubrick is that he would just go into a genre and say, I'm going to make the best film in the genre and then go do another genre and make the best film in that one. Again, I don't agree necessarily with that statement. Shining. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the best horror film. The Shining is not From the best jacket. horror film. I've only seen one Kubrick movie and it's The Shining. And I think I saw it knowing too much about it. Barry um, London. So it's hard to, hard to say. Yeah. But I... I think that's what's so telling about what's so telling about Kubrick's films now, and the fact that they were genre and sort of discounted back then is now they're like, oh, like yeah. Kubrick is like a thing now, yeah. and he's so well respected in the cinema world, mm -hmm. um, and his films are like considered masterpieces where they really weren't at the beginning. Um, oh yeah, no, he didn't get any awards. Yeah. Nope. Sad. It is sad that he didn't get any awards. I'm not saying like his movies Oscar so recognition <laughs> or that they're not great. They are. I don't think that they're the best in each genre, though. I think there are people who did. They're in like the genre. Okay, you don't have to say like they're the best, okay, right? Sure. You can say they're like in the top, whatever, the top ten or whatever. Yeah, and that's that. still like an encompassing term. Yeah, I think there's this idea of elevating the genre mm -hmm. and getting away from like the tropiness of it and the cheesiness of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what else? Oh, one thing I liked about this movie is that I didn't know you can go to Baskin Robbins and just get a carton of whatever flavor you wanted. Did I think so? Oh, did you? Did you? I have Wait. no clue if it's still a thing, but the like uh, blatant product placement in this movie oh, yeah. is, gives Donuts. me whiplash. Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts and the Baskin Robbins of it all yeah. is wild. Um, well, I didn't I, know that, I love, and I don't know if it's still true. I don't go to ice cream shops. Those, those were the treats of my childhood, so it was perfect for me. <laughs> like it just worked. Yeah, Megan I doesn't love like Baskin ice cream, Robbins. so we never get it. Sad. I love Baskin Man, Robbins, and on. I love uh, yeah. That's, gotta get some ice cream man. yeah ice cream just for you greg greg's ice cream it's really sad greg do you want me to buy you some ice cream I merry would. christmas i need some greg. ice cream <laughs> just send it to me in a box <laughs> all melted oh. um but uh, to answer your question i don't know if it is the case here because baston robbins here sucks like they up the price so much since the early 2000s, but in the UAE, it's still pretty fucking good, and you can get like a carton from the store. That's cool. Um, I like Hagen Dazs, but it's impossible <laughs> to get out of it. Like, you can't just pull it out of the freezer and eat it. You have to like let it thaw for a little bit. Ben and Jerry's is right out of the freezer. You just eat it. Ben and Jerry's is great. Yeah. yeah. Ben so top, top ice cream for sure. So, uh, this top, has been our ice this cream, is the ice cream podcast. Speaking of ice cream, uh, one thing that I really liked in terms of character building um, is the. It, this is again the scene where he, uh, yeah. Peter's in the wheelchair. But um, Jack, I love this ice cream. I'm yeah, reborn. Jack brings him this ice cream, and he he's eating this ice cream. He's like, man, I love this ice cream. Like I'm reborn, and he's like, I love this uh, chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Tastes and, like and Jack's like it's different. mint fudge, and I think it's just like so telling of like how inattentive he is. Mm -hmm. It's also during that scene where he's like. 
I can't tell what's great about Lucy yet. Even though literally everyone else, <laughs> the minute they met her, they were like, oh, she's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'll spend my lifetime learning it. <laughs> learning, yeah. He's such a whack person. I he know is. I've said whack so many times, but it's, he's it's a whack just, person. That's it's a, who that's he a perfect, is. Yeah, it's a perfect word for yeah. him. And I love the scene. I love the scene where um, Saul, um, I totally forgot his name for a second. I love the scene where Saul just like dresses him down. He's yeah. just talking to him in the hospital room. You're like, you know, I've loved you. Your whole life, I've been there since you were born. I've been with you through everything, even when you first like found hair on your schmeckle. Uh, but the truth is, you're a putz, and it's such a vicious indictment yeah. of his character from Peter, someone who's like Peter so close is just to like, him. is there a point to this? Yeah, that like you know, has to be <laughs> and Peter just doesn't get it. He yeah. just doesn't get that he sucks. He doesn't yeah. know. Oh. I just looked up ice cream review podcast on. Apple iTunes, there's no such thing, but there are tons of... There are now. There are this, tons this of... This podcast. There are tons of podcasts that say Ice Cream Social, and like there's one called Broccoli and Ice Cream. Stop uh, giving other podcasts a promo on our podcast. Well, let's... Wait, let's well, if they hear this, yo. This guy Ice got, Cream Social got podcast. 47. Hit the, us up. Uh, comedian and human... Uh, M-Y-Q. I don't know. How do you pronounce that? What is that? Is that even a word? Mike? Maybe? Oh, Mike and Mike. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it says MYQ Kaplan, and then right afterwards in parentheses, pronounced Mike Kaplan as conversations with friends. I, just, I don't want to laugh at that name, to be honest, but that's just the weirdest spelling of Mike that I have seen in my life. They've got uh, MYQ. You can't insult the Ice Cream Social podcast. We want them to collab with us. Yeah. I'm us not trying to. It's a great name. Ice cream ranking it's, it's the most. It's the most unique way of spelling Mike. <laughs> we gotta have him on our show. Do we have? Okay. <laughs> Do we have any more thoughts about this movie? I just want to say, you know, uh, he's one of my favorite rom-coms. Yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, like, no, it's just it was there in the list, obviously, because yeah. since I first saw it, it was one of the first. Rom-coms and the first movies that I've seen, so we have to be on like the list. Like it's in there. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very sentimental. What is it? Rem- it's very nostalgic. It reminds me of being in my living room in Dubai watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like laying in bed with my mom watching it on Christmas or not on Christmas, but like around Christmas every year. Yeah. It's very homely to me. So I really like it, just subjectively. I think it's really good. You know, uh, in terms of like how it's made too, it doesn't skimp out on great cinematography yeah. and great dialogue. Yeah, there's, there's some moments that are not that great, but yeah. overall, I, I love this movie. What, what is your guys' favorite rom-com? Well, yeah, you know mine. Mine is on Harry Potter's Alley. I'm looking at like lists Easy. on Letterboxd of like favorite romantic comedies. Can I just say, people on the internet have really terrible taste in romantic comedies. Yeah. Well, well I feel like they're all just... They're like... I, I don't good. have like a, a top, you know, a top. I have like quite a bit that I... Enjoy uh, when Harry Met Sally is one of them. Yeah. You, you you got, got mail. mail is yeah I could have told you that. <laughs> you got mail is <laughs> definitely one one of the best ones in my opinion. Um, I'm realizing I don't watch a lot of these films. Yeah, which may be why they don't. Oh, oh okay. Ten things I hate about you is great. It's great. It's uh, it's okay. Filmed in Seattle. Filmed in Tacoma. Yeah, or not in Seattle. Filmed in Tacoma. Crazy so stupid love. I, I think it counts. I think yeah. it counts. It's a romantic comedy for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, because like it's three stories too. So yeah. It's, a, it's excellent. Yeah. I really like Crazy Stupid Love. I love it. Um, 
a couple of years ago, I made a new friend who hadn't really seen very many romantic comedies, and he asked me for a list of romantic comedies to watch. And Crazy Stupid Love was on there, yeah. and When Harry Met Sally was on there, and I think I made him watch. Did you Did you recommend You've Got Mail? Or did you I didn't recommend You've Got Mail because I don't like. Sad, sad. You, you need You need to rewatch it. It's good. Dave Chappelle will change your mind. Just Just go in there. What was expecting the, Dave Chappelle? What was the other movie Dave Chappelle was in recently? Uh, oh, Star is Born. <laughs> oh, man. I still haven't seen it. Star is Born. I haven't okay. seen it. <laughs> By the time this podcast airs, I'll probably have seen it. It's all time we'll yeah. remember it, but... Yeah. Hopefully... Um, hopefully it doesn't do well in the Oscars, because I really don't want that movie to uh, get any... I have no feelings about it. Don't hold I your only, breath. I've not seen it. I only want Lady Gaga to get something, but other than that... Care about anyone else in that movie? Have you seen Dave it? Chappelle is only there for a few seconds. I've seen quite like I've seen mm, I've seen one of the older ones, and then I didn't like that, so I didn't go see the. You see can't go based on the older ones; they're all remakes of one another. Yeah, you see, I wanted it's the same story. Uh, yeah, it's a story of a star being born, but like also many other movies have had that story. True, but it's it's like the remake isn't that different. Supposedly, I can't speak to it. I wanted to see all three. I want to see the three prior ones before seeing this one. They're all like three hours long, and they were all on Filmstruck, and then Filmstruck went under, so no more of that. So now I just the quest to go see the new one was uh, postponed. Yeah, postponed or squandered or terminated, however you want to describe it. I haven't seen it. Um. Louie, you're not allowed to dump on this movie until you see it. Sure. You gotta see I don't it. want to pay 15 bucks to That's do That's fair. So. Wait until it comes on streaming, and yeah. then you can uh, dump Go on. to the, the dine-in on Tuesday, $6. Hey. Dine-in. That's what I did with Boy Erased. Yeah. I mean, the oh, I, I can't go to the 10, yet. I really want uh, to. Unfortunately, cannot go to the 10, though. Go see Miss Education to Cameron Post. I think that's also... That and the Star is Born discussion is in this episode and the Black Panther episode. Yeah, so it is. Uh, she's out of my league. Pretty good film. I, I like with Jay Baruchel. I think I have seen half of it on TV once. It, but the I, first half is not as good as the second half because like yeah. everything that gets it established seems, in the in the world gets destroyed. At yeah, the end. from what I remember of it, um, I think I would have a problem with Jay the, Baruchel's character and his friend. Yeah, I, the rating system and stuff, right? I yeah, that and just yeah, so that's from the thing. what I remember, they're like very much sort of like straight white male nerd loser guys they which are. i really hate the trope of and i think it's like so toxic no it definitely good. is it definitely is but that's the thing though uh that's the point of the film that the first half mm -hmm. is just like setting up all how this guy's just being so stupid yeah you know the main character isn't the good guy in this case he's actually just an idiot and then at the end uh when everybody realizes that this rating system is trash and all mm -hmm. that yeah, so the ending makes the film. Yeah. If, if it wasn't, if it didn't end that way, it would have been a bad movie. Yeah. I, Jay Baruchel is like inexplicably one of uh, my favorite actors. Wow. Um, I have not seen all of the like stuff he's been in with Seth Rogen and all that crap. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of those types of movies at all. Um, but I, I saw him in what is my favorite movie with him in it, um, which is called, I think I am Reed Fish, hmm. which is this weird little indie movie that he was in with um, Alexis Bledel. Huh. And, uh, he really just like stole my heart in that, and I really liked him in Sorcerer's Apprentice, even though it's like kind of a mediocre movie. No, it's good. Um, it's, it's good. Though. It's got its Nick charms. Cage. Nick yeah, Cage and then like obviously he voices Hiccup, which he's great at. Um, 
And I just, I, I have a soft spot for, for Jay Baruchel. Yeah, he's good. No matter how many times he plays uh, the exact same character. He's good. The, the only thing that doesn't age well is, is, is TJ Miller in the... In yeah, the, the fact that he's in it. The fact that he's in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just that he became a shipper. Well, no, I mean, he's probably... I would say he became. He was just a yeah. shit person. We just, just found out. We just found out that, found he, was out that he was shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's a shame that TJ Miller is a bad because uh, uh, he's great in Deadpool. And yeah. No, I mean he's yeah. he's not bad in the movie. No, he's not bad, but it like makes me sad to watch yeah, him it, now it's and very like annoying. anyone who we found out they're terrible. Exactly, it sucks. It sucks, you know. That said, you know, keep make... exposing bad people. <laughs> Do it. Ruin their ruin their careers. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, that was our while you were sleeping cast. Oh, Got off a little bit. Uh, on a tangent there, but you know, um, we hope you guys had a really lovely holiday season and a great break. Um, we're coming up on the new quarter now as this is releasing, yeah. and I hope that everyone's feeling refreshed and rejuvenated and ready for another well, they still have three a week. months they still of have learning. A week. Yeah, week true. So, you, you, know, gotta, just... you gotta start. You gotta start sort of building up the mental fortitude at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, I guess you know, school gets harder and harder every year. Yeah, there's more and more information. Yeah. Uh, Find Follow us, us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Film Club UW and Facebook at UW Film Club. There you go. Uh, first meeting of the winter quarter 2019 is going to be on January 10th. Yep. This podcast is releasing on December 31st, 2018. Hope you have a great New Year's. Please go to our MeUndies link, our Amazon Smile, Blue Apron, oh, Squarespace. It's the bit. Oh, oh, Commit oh, to the oh, bit. Oh, um, just wanted to say, the Holy Trilogy Spider-Man. Okay, now, now we can we can move on. Uh, it has to, it has to be in every... Sake. It just has to be in yeah. every... Oh, wait, speaking of Spider-Man, reference. actually. Um, okay, there we go. Yeah. Well, we actually had the Spider-Man reference because yeah, it was yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah. But. We did, but yeah. Uh, go see Into the Spider-Verse over break. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. <laughs> it's very and, good. And definitely watch the, the Holy Trilogy, the only yes. important Spider-Man films other than, I guess, this new one. But and also, Homecoming is pretty good. I'm not as good as the first thing. Uh, but it's, it's, it's great. It's great, but it's not as good as the first thing. I think that you're very much colored by I Stella. am. No, no, because I've seen those we movies. Can't, we can't get into this fight again. No, we you, can't. Here's the thing. I can't do this. I'm a huge, that's like my I favorite have to superhero. Go. You know? Uh, yeah, Spider-Man was Spider-Man. my favorite superhero for a long time. It's great. Um, and then I learned about cooler superheroes. <laughs> Ouch. But, <Sad>. um... <laughs> Where's the loyalty? I know. Um, Did I you give him a chance? Most of these, uh, What about Spider-Man? Did Marvel you give him a chance? Um, okay, we're gonna go now. I have to go move. Um, Good luck with that. It's been a, a lovely quarter of podcasting with you guys, and I hope you guys continue to listen in the new year. Peace. Bye. Bye.